Welcome back on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. I'm Angel DiCarlo. It's time now for our Focus on Faith interview surrounding the Irish. Last February, one of Notre Dame's biggest fans passed away. She just so happened to be a nun from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration in Mishawaka. Sister Barbara Ann Holman loved the Irish, but in 2009, her fandom took on an incredible twist. Then Boston College All-American Mark Herzlick was diagnosed with cancer. Many reached out, but a letter from a nun in Indiana stuck out. The two became friends, and Mark grew in his faith and was helped in his fight with cancer because of it. They've remained close, and when Sister Barbara Ann was nearing the end, she said she wanted to talk to Mark, and they did, just a day or two before she passed. I wanted to talk to Mark, too, about their amazing relationship. Here's my conversation with ACC Network analyst and former Boston College All-American, Mark Herzlick. Okay, Mark, Notre Dame Boston College always uh, brings up special memories of the rivalry. And uh, obviously, we know about 93 and and you had some battles with them. But it also, for me, brings up memories of uh, your relationship with Sister Barbara Ann Hallman here from St. Francis Sisters of Perpetual Adoration in Mishawaka. If you could take us back to when you first got diagnosed with cancer and then all of a sudden you get a letter from a nun in South Bend. What was your first reaction when you got that? Well, it's funny because, you know, I was receiving a lot of letters at the time. And so my mom would kind of go through all the letters and then kind of just bring the ones that were encouraging rather than discouraging because, you know, I found out that people just want to share their story regardless of the outcome at the end of it. And I remember seeing the letter for the first time and just being stunned by the handwriting. I mean, you know, there, I think there's something to be said about the intention that gets put into really that generation of working on your penmanship and your script. And, and I mean, just a beautifully written visual note. And then, you know, when I read it, it was just, hey, look, Mark, uh, you know, I heard your story and I'm praying for you. And I know you don't know me, but, you know, I battled through cancer, too, and just want to let you know that we have a whole convent of nuns praying for you in the shadows of the golden dome in south bend indiana and i was like wow that's pretty cool and honestly i was like that's neat um and kind of forgot about it but then i got more notes and more letters and and she would write me really like once a week maybe once every two weeks and just hey i'm looking out my window and saw you know it's springtime i saw this deer outside my window and it was cool it just brought like a little bit of a light and a reprieve from you know my daily battle with cancer from her letters that relationship continued to, to grow you you got to meet her here when boston college was facing notre dame obviously in 2009 you were unable to play but you got to meet her and then when you got to return to the field and play your first game, you guys made sure to have her in attendance there as well. Take us through the growth of the relationship and what it was like that first time you met her and then ultimately having her at your first game back. Yeah, you know, basically, as I said, it kind of started with letters. It started with this kind of bond. And then my mom started writing back to her. Um, and I would write a little bit in the note as well. And and so it created this kind of pen pal relationship. And you know, it was funny, you know, as, as the season yeah, I was diagnosed in May, and then really we go the entire summer and get notes and letters from her. Um, and then, you know, as the season starts getting underway and we're playing Notre Dame out there, a piece on ESPN had been produced where the producer went out and 
captured video of her. And so I had seen her on video and she had seen me on video, but we'd never met in person or even spoken on the phone. And so they set it up um, where, you know, my athletic director uh, was absolutely fantastic, Gene DiFilippo, and he kind of organized it and and set up this meeting. And we were able to meet underneath the stadium in one of the back, you know, utility rooms and just spend a little time with her. And I remember she was walking with a cane, just really wasn't walking very well at all. She told me that she, you know, she gave her her cane to someone else uh, and she wanted to walk down the corridor to meet me because she said, look, if Mark can do it and he can walk and beat fight through cancer, like I can walk to see him without the cane. And she did it. And it, I mean, it just was like, you know, talk about blessings from God. I mean, that's it was it was really cool to see. And so. Um, you know, we met there, we met, we, we, we embraced, hugged each other and just, you know, I thanked her for all her support. And then, you know, we continued our relationship and, you know, the next year, September 4th, 2010, it was my first game back. And Gene DiFilippo, again, he said, look, if, if you're coming back and you're playing like sister Barbara Ann is going to be there. So they flew her out and, and brought her to the game and, you know, down on the sidelines before the game tailgated with my parents afterwards and <laughs> it was this little old nun from from indiana up in boston and she uh she definitely knew her football too because she was commenting on the game and everything so just absolutely fantastic lady mark herslick uh from the acc network former boston college all-american linebacker joining us here on notre dame federal credit union's irish sports saturdays as we f- reflect back on his relationship with sister barbara ann holman of the sisters of saint francis of perpetual adoration in mishawaka mark you're not catholic you're christian but i'm curious if you're faith grew in part because of this relationship with sister Barbara Ann. Well, it did. And, and so, you know, I, I don't, wouldn't even have considered myself a Christian really until I was diagnosed, you know, I'd gone to Sunday school and everything, but, uh, just didn't, I guess I didn't understand my relationship with my faith. And so I was encouraged to pray you know, by other people just when I was diagnosed, but then, you know, she started talking to me about this power of prayer and prayer and numbers and, and, you know, this idea that you know, when more than one person are praying together, God's listening. And so this idea that she has this powerhouse of faith coming from the convent uh, in Indiana, that they're praying for me all the time. And, and the fact that like, I started getting better too, right? Like, yeah, there was medicine. Yeah, there was doctors, all that stuff. But my spirits would get lifted. I mean, I just, I wasn't as, you know, uh, discouraged about the process. And, and a lot of it had to do with my, uh, I guess, experimental prayer. And then that led to this idea of like, wow, okay, I need to, I need to figure out a little bit more about this thing because it's working and it's pretty powerful. And she definitely was a, a big part of that. No question. That's uh, fantastic to hear that reflection of how she helped you in your growth. But I am curious, did you ever try to convince her to be more of a BC fan than a Notre Dame fan along this process over these years? <laughs> No, I didn't have to. I, she, I, I, she she was uh, Notre Dame through and through. I think uh, where she re- was residing, where she lived. Her, I mean, just she was all Notre Dame. But she said, "Yo, I may root for Notre Dame, but you're my football guy." She used to call me her football guy, and so uh, I think it was really cool. And th- I think the interesting part too, just about the relationship, is after 
college game day put the piece out uh that featured her and, and you know we kept you know talking doing interviews and and i would hear of other people who were you know sick i would kind of refer them to her and so she had you know kind of oh, developed wow. in the years following you know this kind of all these different people who had been diagnosed with cancer who she was, she was praying for on a, on a daily basis and i think you know just from talking to her in the, in the years after it gave her a lot of purpose in that sense of, of look I can really use my ministry throughout the entire country in this uh, cancer realm. You know, I have to be honest, last year when uh, Notre Dame played Boston College, I realized right after it, I go, why didn't I try to get Mark and Sister Barbara Ann together? And that's one of my big regrets now, especially uh, with her passing away in in February. I was hoping this interview would be kind of a a reuniting on the air with you guys. When you heard the news that, that she had passed away, I know you got a chance to talk to her just before, just... How difficult was that because of how important she was in your life, Mark? Yeah, it was sad. I got a call um, this past February from her sister, and she told me that you know, Sister Barbara Ann was not, you know, she wasn't doing well. She was kind of coming close to to the end, and that she wanted to speak to me. And you know, it had been probably two or three years since we had spoken, um, and so. I jumped on a call um, and kind of called the convent and, you know, got through to her and, you know, she, she couldn't speak very much, but she was able to, to let me know that she cared about me and she loved me. And uh, you know, I said the same thing to her. I said, look, I love you. Thank you so much for everything you've done in my life and, and the lives of, of you know, other people around this entire world. Um, and I said, I think that uh, God would be very pleased with this portion of your life and the best portion of your life is yet to come. So it was, uh, yeah, it was sad, but also when you have a person like that, who is you know, that warm hearted, that caring and, and that you know, solid in their faith, the encouraging part is like, okay, now, now you get to go to heaven. Uh, and, and kind of, you know, that's the whole reason why you live the right way on earth. So you can have, uh, you know, an everlasting life and eternity. How much do you think she'd be loving this football season right now for Notre Dame? Oh boy, she would like it a lot. <laughs> um, man, I think she would love it. I think she would be really pumped in the beginning, just the announcement of the coming to the ACC. I think she would be excited about that, just because you get to play some of the teams that you know you get really good competition, get a little bit more structured your schedule. I think that she would be really happy with, uh, especially last week. That was a big, big, big win over Clemson. No question about that. But now comes Boston College, and we all know what happened in 1993. I'm curious, did as a player, when you're playing there, does everybody know about 93? When, you, when you're a player, does does the, the lore of what happened in 93, taking down Notre Dame after they beat number one Florida State, is that like a known thing amongst the players in the program? I think it is. You know, there's banners hanging around the stadium. You know, there's a banner that says 93 in terms of big wins. Funny when I played, we we had beat them seven straight times. Right. So like, we were used to beating Notre Dame. Like that was just kind of okay. Like it, we knew it was going to be a big game, a big rival, but we knew we could beat them. And so definitely different now. But you know, interestingly, it's also the red bandana game at Boston College, which honors Wells Crowther, who uh, you know, lost his life in nine eleven, rescuing people from uh, the second tower, and just, I mean. The way that Boston College gets up for that game, this is going to be a really good matchup. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, 
I think that Notre Dame probably played their best football last week. They have fantastic defensive front. I mean, Book played really well. It's funny. I, I actually am <laughs> not be popular for your listeners, but I'm picking Boston College in this one mainly because of the fact that, you know, Bill Dracovic transfer from Notre Dame. I mean, so many connections in this game. He's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, Notre Dame's coming off a big, big win, and uh, it's the red bandana game, so anything can happen. But it's going to be a fun one to watch. I fully expected the BC guy to pick BC because you have enough reasons to, to pick them. <laughs> so it's it's understandable. Uh, let me ask you about a specific Notre Dame player being a former All-American linebacker. What are your thoughts on Jeremiah Wusukarmoa? He's the real deal. He's good. And, and I think the – so he plays the same position I played when I was at BC, kind of that uh, – they call it a rover um, or you know nickelback kind of thing, but it's basically the walkout linebacker. And he is fast. He is physical. I mean, he will knock your helmet off. Really intelligent player. I mean, I just – I love watching him play. And I think it's interesting. You know, he's definitely the best of the crew – but all three of those linebackers with Drew White and Shane Simon, I mean, they are really good, really well coached. Uh, and to me, you know, I know Kyron Williams is really good. I, I, and the offensive line is really good. But those three are the strength of this entire Notre Dame team. Circling this back to Sister Barbara Ann, no question she'd probably be picking Notre Dame in this one? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's, 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 she's a smart lady uh, and probably smarter <laughs> than me. So she, she would have probably picked Notre Dame. Mark, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to join us and kind of reflecting back uh, on your great history with Sister Barbara Ann, just a wonderful uh, woman and nun here from the area that passed away in February. Uh, thanks again for, for taking the time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. Mark Herzlick from the ACN Network, former Boston College All-American. Uh, great reflections about Sister Barbara Ann Hallman. May she rest in peace. Uh, your thoughts on what he had to say? I just think it's neat to to follow the story years and years uh, later. And then I was really struck just by the, uh, the power of prayer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I just, Powerful. I just love that in her dying days, she's like, I want to talk to Mark one more time. Mm -hmm. I thought that was neat. I remember uh, interviewing her quite a few times over the years. She's a special lady. I had her on post game after a game one time, she's sitting there breaking down the game with me. I'm like, <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.